I understand that it's my work and it's my obligation to highlight this part of the war. Yes, it's very difficult because also I'm a Ukrainian and in my country the war is going on. I'm not an international journalist who will go back home. I believe that it's my advantages too that I'm a journalist and a Ukrainian too because I better know the background of our relationship between Ukraine and Russia. Welcome to this episode of Forum for Change with Eastern Partnership Network. Today we will focus on being a female journalist in extremely challenging context. With us today we have Olesia Bida and Evgenia Lutsenko from Ukraine. The privileged person to chat to this journalist is Tamar Gikacheishvili. I am from Georgia and I work at Civil Rights Defenders. My first question to Olesia, can you please tell us what attracted you to this profession of journalism? Truth attracts me in my profession and I dreamed to be a journalist from my school. I was a part of a team which worked on a program on a TV channel that was for children. I decided that topics which I want to cover are human rights, gender equality, women's rights, vulnerable categories of our society. And these topics I'm covering till now during the war on Hromadske. That's media where I'm working now and uh, the truth is the main seen in this war. Thank you. And Evgenia, what made you decide this profession? It seems for me like I always knew that I want to be a journalist. I see that people of this profession, they are very fair and they are part of society. They push the changes of this society. And I also wanted to be this part. After my graduation, I started my work at Hromatske. And mostly I work with news, it's short forms. And I fall in love with news at university and I work with it now. Being a woman in this profession, how is it perceived in the society and in media sector at large? When I only started my journalistic career, I had a lot of cases with discrimination. I mean that one official can tell me that, oh, darling, firstly, we will have dinner with you. And only after that, I could give you an interview. And at that moment, he could hug me. Also, I had cases when I had a phone conversation with a professor from our very popular university. And he told me, I'm here as a two voice, like very young. I think that you're a young girl. It's a gender, a gender discrimination as well as ageism. And during the war, we had a lot of challenges because we are women journalists who are working on the front line. Men, military, they don't respect us all the time. They think that we can't put them like some smart questions that they think that the war is a territory of men and women should stay at home and being with their children. And you also need to understand the context that in Ukrainian journalists mostly are women, young women. It's hard to work because before the war, it seems like we had some results in gender equality in our society. And now it seems like we should start again and explain what gender equality is. I also had a case when I worked in morgue. It was a process when Russians 
give us back dead bodies of our soldiers when we were packing black bags where there were no bodies, there were bones. It was very awful smell in that morgue, but I did it. I made a report from that place because I understood that it's very important part of our war. A society shouldn't romanticize the, the war. They should know that heroes not only live, who can we see on our streets, but that men who died, they're also heroes. But after that, for example, my parents had a lot of calls from their friends, like, how could you let your daughter go there? Are you crazy? My husband has a lot of such calls. And I can't imagine such a situation when a man journalist would do the same work and his parents would uh, take such calls to his parents. I'm working on the front line and I'm going to do it till the war ends. Because of the scrutiny and discrimination due to your sex, have you ever stopped or questioned articles or story ideas because of this? I wrote the article about air defense systems. And when the editor asked that I can do this material, firstly, I was in doubt because I started thinking that in comment, some people would try that the man should better cover these topics. And for me, it was some challenge to do it very well, these materials. So nobody can find some mistake in this. But I never stopped doing some materials because of this discrimination. I think that I wouldn't take such topic if I had a request from my editors about weapon. Because firstly, I'm not an expert in this topic. I have other expertise in journalism. I think that I have that fear to ask questions to militarists and to be unrespected maybe by them. And I'm avoiding that. So it's kind of self-censoring in a way because of the gender issue. And do you think there is a difference between a, a work coverage done by women journalists and done by men journalists? I can see when articles are written by a woman or by a man. I mean about gender equality, about violence and about raping during this war. Because I think that men are prejudiced there and sometimes are not ethical enough. And it feels that they didn't work with this topic before the war. And now they decided to cover because it's a war crime. But Yes, I saw even some prejudiced words and discriminative words in their articles and in their videos. There was one video in Ukrainian media and the woman wasn't blurred enough. So if I come to that village, I would find that woman. And the author of that video was a man. Do you have the same feelings that you can identify that the item is done by men or women about war coverage? Yes, my thoughts are the same. My news team, half of the team are women and another half it's a man. I noticed that, that our women, they cover human rights and violence in the war more than men. Our men editor, they work especially with weapons. But we didn't divide it. It's just happening. you describe a very challenging operational environment. How are you coping with this and what are your coping mechanisms? I understand that it's my work 
and it's my obligation to highlight this part of the war. Yes, it's very difficult because also I'm a Ukrainian and in my country the war is going on. I'm not an international journalist who will go back home in a week, for example, and would write a report and try not to think about these events. I worked with a psychologist a year ago and I understand <laughs> how to cope with my work in general. Consultations with psychologists told me that it's a normal situation for you, it's okay. And maybe after war, I will work deeper with some psychotherapists or psychologists, but now it's not time for my emotions. I should work and to show the truth because it's the only weapon for me. I have a different experience. I have worked with psychologist for a year. When I work, I don't feel anything. I stay a cold mind because it's my work. But when I stop, all these memories, all these emotions, they like wave me. And I understood that I can handle it by my own. So I decided to go to psychologist. And this therapy really helps me. But I understand that now Ukrainians and journalists we suffer the same things, but in different way. Some of us have very good self-reflection and maybe now they can cope with it. But I also agree with Olesia that after war it will be more suitable time to work with this. Speaking about this trauma and post-traumatic syndromes and all these outcomes or which usually come on later stage, what are the main, from your experience, main digital risks, physical and psychosocial for female journalists now working on the front line? I can say that our society is still more demanding of women than men. So when we cover some, some bigger materials, and we make a mistake, our audience ready to kill us for these mistakes. And the audience can look for some personal aspect. They can surf your social media and find your personal photos and that put it on comment and say that you not professional because of this photo. That's why you made this mistake. But if the man make the same mistake, the audience will not react like that. Yes, it feels like men are more respectable in our society, especially men journalists, and they wouldn't get such comments as women journalists. Also, I would like to say that not everyone a journalist is ready to work on the front line, for example, yes. And with militaries, psychologically, it can be very hard because there are explosions Every time you can't get used for them. I remember when I was working in a village near Russia, which was occupied, and I heard explosions almost every half an hour. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. I saw that all the civilians, they are very calm and they don't react on them. And I thought, oh, okay, I also don't need to react. I'm in a safe situation because they know better when we need to fall to the ground. But at the same time, it was very hard to concentrate on our interviews and on our conversations. Prejudice from military, it also can demotivate you as a journalist. You're trying to find a problem inside you. 
that maybe you are not enough a professional when you see that someone doesn't respect you as a professional. And if we are talking about physical risks, you should understand that all the territories which were in occupation, they are mined and we need a lot of years to demine this territory. And I can't go, for example, to assignment alone as it was before the full-scale war, when I can, for example, sit in a train and go somewhere to some village. Now it's impossible. I should be always with someone, with some colleagues. And you see, it should be a man because we are going through a lot of checkpoints and there are policemen or militaries. And you don't know every time would they let you go to that village or no. And if they see a girl or a woman in a car, they can prohibit you to go to that village because they can think that it's very dangerous for this girl or woman to be there. You need to go home. And yes, you need to be there with your colleague, man, as well as some of our subjects of our interviews who were tortured or who were in tortured sites. I feel that they feel more comfortable to tell their stories to a man. I even have a case when one man told his story to my to photographer, my colleague. He was also a man and he didn't look into my eyes. But at the time I asked questions to him. Like it's also a type of gender discrimination. And I also want to add that at the beginning of the full-scale war, women and especially women journalists, they faced with a choice, fleeing abroad or stay in Ukraine and maybe in some occupied territory. It means that these women, they should end their career because of this choice, because if they fled with children or maybe with some elderly relatives, they should take care of them. And also, if they stay in occupied territory, they also should take care of their relatives. And they had and still have a higher risks because Russians can capture them. And we have these examples when women journalists were captured by Russian soldiers. And one of these journalists, it's fortunately, she now returned home and she posted the story how she was in this captivity. And she was telling how our soldiers, Ukrainian soldiers, were tortured by Russians. Russian militaries didn't use violence against women, but they found some other aspects how to impact on these women mentally. So it's also the risk for female journalists. So you mean no physical violence in this concrete case or? Yes, in this concrete yeah. case. Okay. And do you think there is any possibility, any ways to mitigate these risks? And uh, how do you see these possibilities? Of course, we can solve some problems when it really depends on us. For example, we could go on courses of first aid care if someone feels that it's time to work with a psychotherapist. He or she could go there. We should train our body because it's also a challenge for women to be in bulletproof vest for the whole day, for example, and wherein your assignment is for a week. You should be ready for that to have 10 kilograms on you. I also think that you always should have a plan and focus of materials to cover because there are so many stories and so many work on the territories that you can write about all, but in result about nothing. And as well, it's important 
always to have contact with your team, with your producer, and to have special gadgets to have a connection with them. We also should cover the stories when something is wrong, when some journalists were imprisoned by Russians. We need to highlight and tell their stories, tell what Russians do, what the army do, uh, because it also helps when international audience will know about it. It also be more actions by this international government. It also helps us. work as a war correspondent in the country which is your country of residence and you are a citizen of that country. I can totally relate because as you know I'm from Georgia and 20% of Georgian territory is occupied by Russian Federation. It's a kind of dilemma for the journalists to distance themselves. On one hand you want to cover it objectively with all ethical standards but on the other side you are also the citizen of this country. So how you are distancing yourself from Olesia, who is Ukrainian, and Olesia, who is a journalist? I don't know. It's impossible to distance here because this war also impacts on you personally when members of your family are becoming militaries or when some missiles attacks are in your hometown when your parents are leaving. Maybe my previous experience to work with such topics, which are psychologically very hard, helps me now not to think a lot, for example, and not to take some stories home to dinner. But I have only one rule with this war. I decided that now it's not the right time for me to cover topics as sexual violence and rape during this war, because for me, as for Ukrainian, it's very important this case is to be investigated by our policemen, international prosecutors. want these women have qualified psychological help and to tell their stories first to psychologists, to psychotherapists or officials from police. And after that, we could cover them in media when these women will be ready for that. It's the most awful crime during this war, sexual violence against women, children, as well men. We know about these cases, yes, but as a Ukrainian and as a journalist, I can't cover them exactly now. Thank you. And you can you distance yourself from being Ukrainian and also being a journalist? When I work, I don't feel anything in just my work. And I believe that it's my advantages too that I'm a journalist and a Ukrainian too, because I better know the background of our relationship between Ukraine and Russia, about Ukrainian mentality, about our history. Also, when I don't work, I share the emotions with Ukrainians. This better understanding helps me in work. Thank you very much for your very open and very sincere conversation. And it was really my pleasure to talk with you. And thank you for taking part in Forum for Change. Forum for Change